everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. You sound wonderful. Aw, thanks. I'm going to hit all five senses over the course of our next five shows. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I can't wait until we get to you feel wonderful. You, well, you do. It's going to be a little weird. You do. All right, let's start out where we always do with the Disney Parks blog. And on there, they are talking about Disney Paper Parks, our favorite. That's right. Second only to the Toll Plaza. <laughs> uh, Disney Paper Parks Happy Haunts Edition Part 3 is out. And it is the uh, exterior facades of the Haunted Mansion, as well as a portrait room that actually stretches. Oh, so what do you like? Make a co- It's accordion style? It's accordion style. It sure is. <laughs> So uh, these are just amazing. Uh, you know, I, I can see the fun of building them and, you know, taping them. And But what do you do? Are you going you're gonna to keep a you sheet would. of paper? I probably would. <laughs> I say as I look over to our piano that has the... It does. The folding paper Disney Cruise Line ship that one of the girls made on uh, yeah, it was one, one of, of like, cruises. Yeah, it was one of the crafts on the cruise. It was like, uh, you know, paper art or whatever. And you cut out these... Uh, Ship shapes. Yeah, they were like pre-printed uh, pieces, and then you just, you know, put a couple of them together with some tape. And Tab A and the slot yeah, B. And exactly. But they it looks good, you know. It's, it's been sitting there for like four years. It does. I'm surprised oh. you haven't thrown it out yet. I know. I couldn't bring myself to do it. You're the nester. You're always like nesting. I'm just trying to get rid of the immense amounts of crap we have. Oh, we don't have crap. All right. All right. Um, That's another show. It is, yeah. Uh, so Disney has helped uh, Make-A-Wish grant their 500,000th wish. That's right. The first wish was granted at Disneyland Resort 40 years ago, and Disney and Make-A-Wish have worked together to make more than 140,000 wishes come true during the past 40 years. Um, and even though the parks are closed, Disney worked with Make-A-Wish to help them grant their 500,000th wish. Um, a 16-year-old girl named Karina wished to give kids a day to forget they're sick. So they created a virtual camp Karina with her, and uh, it was broadcast on YouTube, and it had a magic show, science class, story time, and special Disney surprises. Aw, so nice. And that's so sweet that her wish was to make other kids happy. Right. That's very sweet. Um, And then moving on to the Disney, uh, more on the Disney Parks blog, they have a Haunted Mansion do-it-yourself. It's a yes. DIY for the Haunted Mansion. Well, Haunted Mansion uh, items themed ah. uh, do-it-yourself stuff. So they show you how to make some Haunted Mansion garland uh, utilizing wood beads uh, to make um, little beads that look like the wallpaper with the eyes. Yep. Uh, and then they show you how to make clay tombstones that you string between the wallpaper eyes. Oh. And then they also show you how to do-it-yourself costume for the... A Haunted Mansion Bride, a Hitchhiking Ghost, and a Haunted Mansion Butler costume. The costume, I think, is that's useful because, you know, everyone's always trying to figure out what they're going to be for Halloween. Yep. Okay. So the big news today is that um, the California reopening guidelines are set to be released now. And there's some, uh, there's quite a bit of hubbub about it. That's right. It was announced yesterday that uh, the guidelines would be out on Tuesday uh, it is now 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Tuesday night, and I have not yet seen the official guidelines, um, but uh, they are due out from Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mark Galley, um, and he is going to have an update on sports and theme park industry guidelines for reopening, which does include Disneyland. 
Uh, according to Governor Newsom's remarks, he stated that they are going to break up the theme parks, uh, and by that he is not going to break them up and destroy them, uh, but he is going to, uh, it sounds like they're going to have s- different guidelines for smaller theme parks than they do for larger ones. And I do think that makes sense. Uh, I just don't know how that's going to help Disneyland. I mean, it seems to me, actually, if you're considering that Disneyland is one of the bigger ones, they're going to handle things better than, you know, I, I don't know what's out there, but... Um, Maybe a Knott's Berry Farm. Is that out there? Yep. Uh, I think, you know, they've got more resources. They're more prepared for it, you know, but I don't think that it's going to go that way. I think it's going to be the little ones going to be allowed to open first. Right. So what do you want to hear about next? Because we're in the next topic and you're flitting away on because, your phone. Okay. So the reason I'm flitting away on my phone is because the next one, two, three, four stories are all similar in that it's uh, different groups responding to these reopening guidelines, which is a little interesting because the guidelines aren't actually out yet, so it's a little right. hard to respond well, to Well, I'm them. sure they've gotten preliminary copies of the guidelines. Uh, the only thing that we've heard is that uh, Orange County can reopen uh, Disneyland when they are in a yellow category of Tier 4, which is when they are at 2%, uh, a 2% rate for COVID cases. Right now, they are in Tier 2 and at 3.2%. So uh, they've got a ways to go there. There is some concern that under these guidelines, uh, Disneyland will not be able to reopen until uh, at least 2021 um, because, you know, things are on an uptick now. So the uh, first response was from the California Attractions and Parks Association, CAPA. uh, And CAPA is calling these guidelines... Governor Newsom's keep theme parks closed indefinitely plan. Oh, that's not good. Um, which will devastate California's major theme park industry. Um, so that is Kappa's feeling on it. Um, they feel that the governor is not used is not using science or data to inform his decision, and that theme parks have been opened and operated safely around the world for months, um, and that there is no rational reason to believe that they can't do the same in California. Then the mayor of Anaheim has uh, entered into the fray, and he said that these guidelines fail working families and small businesses. Uh, As painful as this is, Disney and the city of Anaheim will survive, but too many Anaheim hotels, stores, and restaurants will not. No, absolutely Um, they won't make it. How are they supposed to make it with a year of no income? Right. There's no way. He says that many are family businesses and the jobs they provide support other families. We can safely and responsibly open our theme parks and convention centers soon. The unions of Disneyland Resort agree and support the reopening of theme parks in Tier 3, not Tier 4, which would wipe out jobs in our city and destroy lives. Yeah, it's bad. So I Uh. think that uh, Mayor Sidhu uh, is, uh, is on the right track. I agree. And then who's up next? It's our uh, good friend Ken Potrock right. from uh, the president of Disneyland Resort. Um, of course, he is towing the Disney line, stating that they have proven they can open responsibly with science-based health and safety protocols, uh, which are strictly enforced at theme parks around the world. Nevertheless, the state of California continues to ignore this fact, instead mandating arbitrary guidelines that it knows are unworkable and that hold us to a standard vastly different from other reopened businesses and state-owned facilities. Uh, Together with our labor unions, we want to get people back to work, but these state guidelines will keep us shuttered for the foreseeable future, forcing thousands more people out of work, leading to the inevitable closure of small-owned family businesses and irreparably devastating the Anaheim-slash-Southern California community. 
Do you think Ken Potrock just wants to throw a flaming bag of poop on Governor Newsom's porch? I believe he does. I think he does, too. I think a lot of people do. And then the last group uh, is the aforementioned labor unions from Disneyland. Um, And these are a coalition of resort labor unions that have reached out directly to Governor Newsom. Uh, They butter him up a little bit. They thank him for his leadership during the COVID-19 crisis. Um, Back in June, they were not convinced that it was safe to open the parks. However, now they are asking uh, the governor to reconsider because in consideration of the aforementioned, we believe a path exists where Disneyland would be able to open safely when Orange County moves into the orange tier. It is interesting because it was a couple of months back. And it was around the time that Disney World was getting ready to reopen or maybe had just reopened. And there was the talk of, um, you know, maybe Disneyland reopening. And at that time, there was a large group of Disneyland employees, union, I believe, union employees who thought that it was not uh, prudent to reopen yet. And they didn't, you know, they didn't want to have to basically be forced to go back to work. Right. But I think their uh, their tune has changed quite a bit. Well, I think when you lay off 28,000 exactly. people in your company, that will help you change your mind. Well, yeah. But I mean, you know, that should feel like that should have a little bit been thought about back then when people, well, we don't want to go back to work. Well, if you don't want to go, if you're not going to go to work, Disney can't continue to just pay right. for your, your health care and then you collect unemployment. So you get to just sit home, have health insurance and not work and still make money. I know that was a sweet deal. But, you know, can you see that 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 doesn't really work out? Anyway, I'm sure they're kicking themselves a little bit about those statements. Right. Um, Moving on to Disney World. Um, It's small world. The construction scrims have been uh, updated to something a little more colorful. Uh, They're pretty hideous. They're still hideous, yeah. Uh, But they do kind of match the color scheme. They had uh, put some color schemes on the wooden construction walls, and there were... Uh, just the plain burlap scrims initially, uh, which are just kind of like a gauzy see-through material. Yeah, I mean, looking at the two next to each other, the the sort of gauzy um, plain scrim next to the new colorful scrim, I mean, the colorful scrim is quite nice, actually, when looked at from a distance, um, and especially when seen next to that plain one. But if you look at it kind of up close, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it just makes you want to have a seizure. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. All right. Um, and then the people mover. We've been waiting patiently for that to reopen because it's one of our favorites. But uh, it seems that that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. The, the uh, refurbishment date has now moved out to January 2nd of 2021. Um, this is the fourth time the date has been changed since the refurbishment was announced. So hopefully they will get it fixed. Um, you know, this could just be they're opening up that next maintenance window. And, you know, it's possible when they get to the beginning of February that this date moves out to the next refurb window. Um, so who, who knows? You know, is the part on back order? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing over we there. We ordered a part for our dishwasher. We were told it was on back order. It took us like five weeks to get it. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't people, know. people mover parts shouldn't take all that long. No, they shouldn't. Um, and how about the Tron life cycle? Uh, is that ready to go? No, this is some big news. Uh, we all know that the Disney uh, World uh, 50th anniversary is, is less than a year away now. Uh, okay, yeah, which, well. Which, which is exciting. But um, rumor has it, well, not rumor has it, 
that uh, most, if not all of the field team working on the Tron light cycle run attraction has been laid off. Oh, wow. And this thing's like in the middle of canopy construction on the outside and uh, Were they Disney work employees, on the building. Uh, I mean, a lot of times their construction workers aren't Disney employees. They're, they're the con- whatever contractor right. they have doing it. Right. They're their employees. Whatever that field team was, I don't I don't hmm. know the mix of employees, but apparently Disney is waiting until December for additional cash flow and revenue to come in, which will fund the completion of the project. Yikes. I mean, how tough is that, that Disney's running uh, month to month? Yeah. Well, if they don't know what the, the income is going to be, it's kind of hard to commit uh, a certain amount of money to a project like this when mm-hmm. you, you don't know what your income is going to be. Right. All right. Well, that's a bummer. Um, but not a bummer. In Epcot... Alice and Princess Anna have moved to an outdoor meet and greet location. I'm sure it's socially distanced meet and greet, but it nevertheless. It is a socially distanced meet and greet. Um, Alice is now meeting in the English Garden by the Tea Caddy. I like that. Um, the area that she is standing in is blocked off with a planter, so guests cannot walk down the walkway to uh, interact with her. Okay. Um, and, you know, she'll let you take your picture over the bushes, mm-hmm. uh, and she'll wave at you in the background. And uh, she was previously at the gazebo further back in the uh, UK pavilion where she was rotating with Mary Poppins. So maybe Mary Poppins will be moving there as well. And then Anna uh, has now moved to the front. Uh, they've put a little porch, little little sectioned off porch area on the uh, front of the Royal Summer House in the Norway Pavilion. So did you used to be able to, I can, I'm looking at the picture now. Did you used to be able to enter through that door that no, she's I believe you. I believe you went in through the side. Okay, I just don't remember that look there like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great place for her, and she looks she looks beautiful standing there. So right. that's great. And it's a cute little, you know, house, or not even little. It's a cute log cabin-y type of house. Right, and I like that the fenced-off area, you know, there's kids running right up to the edge of the fence Right, to and talk it's nice that they can do that. Yeah, I like it. So it, it's very homey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's very approachable. She's in her element. I like it. She is. All right. In Hollywood Studios, the build-your-own-lightsaber hilt pieces are now being sold outside of Savvy's workshop. That's right. If you've purchased a lightsaber and you want some scrap metal, mm-hmm. um, which is what they call these additional hilt pieces, uh, they are once again available Um outside uh, in Galaxy's Edge for $19.99 a piece. Do you have a picture? Because I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Yes. What's a hilt piece? So it's so on the it handle. On? Oh, They're just so different you, parts of the So you can change your handle piece out. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, that is called the hilt on a sword. That is the hilt. Okay. Um, it's the hilt and the blade. Are the All two right. Parts. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, there are four different lightsaber pieces that you can do. And then there's power pieces. But you are able to buy some of these pieces separately now and not have to only get them in Savi's. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Um, at the Wilderness Lodge, the free Wonders of the Lodge tour is no longer being offered. Uh, once again, this is due to cutbacks. Right. Um, you know, we did that tour a number so of years ago. So many years ago. When they actually still had the smokehouse on property for yeah. the restaurant. Then they gave, you a, they gave you a piece of salmon. They gave you the salmon on the yep. cedar plank. Yep. Uh, which I believe you got two of because I don't eat salmon. Yes, I did. I love that one. They That's give us, right. or like when we go to uh, um, hibachi and they do the like shrimp appetizer thing and they, mm-hmm. you know, you just get that as part of it. I always get two extra shrimp. I let you have my shrimp because I love you. I know. Yeah. And you don't like shrimp. That's true. 
Uh, all right. So yeah, so, so the tours are no longer bummer. being offered. Maybe they'll come back. They probably, probably won't. It's the kind, that's the kind of thing they take away and never give back. Unfortunately. Because it's free. Um, and then Adventures by Disney News. They have now canceled through December 31st. Yep. They're canceling most itineraries, including river cruises. Um, so if you have it booked uh, through December 31st, you can transfer it to another date uh, and get a travel credit. Um so you have until March 31st of 2021 to uh, select a new date. Um, Adventures by Disney is also extending final payment for additional 30 days for anyone who has a trip booked from December 1st of 2020, which they just said they're canceling through the end of December, <laughs> right. uh, through February 28th of 2021. All right. That means you will have until 90 days prior to the start of your adventure to make your payment because uh, I guess it's normally 120, due, 20, 120 days. Okay. Um, and then they have announced um, five new private adventures by Disney adventures. Yep. These are going to be private adventures to five worldwide destinations. These trips can accommodate up to 12 guests, uh, and they're still an immersive and authentic experience. Um, and uh, let's see. they can, You can look forward to outstanding accommodations, insider access to select attractions, unique cultural experiences, privately guided tours, and hassle-free travel, thanks to your private adventure guide. Uh, the difference with this is the private adventures have no minimum age requirement, so guests of all ages are welcome. Um, you will have one private adventure guide from Disney who will be with you for the entirety of the trip, um, or a different private adventure guide per destination city. Okay. So um, the five countries that they are going to do this in beginning April of 2021 are Costa Rica, Egypt, Greece, Italy, and Peru. See, like, Egypt is one I would do an Adventures by Disney for, because mm -hmm. there is no way in hell I'm going to Egypt by myself. Right. Someone totally needs to guide me through that. Yep. So even though there are, you can, you know, they're saying you can take children of all ages, um, Peru has a minimum age of six mm -hmm. for children to travel. Uh, so there are some restrictions. Okay. Yeah. So we just have to get... Um, well, let's see. We'll be four. So we just have to get another uh, eight, eight people, people together. Eight people who mm -hmm. have at least like $30,000 yeah. to spend on a on an adventure. Well, 40000 because they need to cover us. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so the Adventures by Disney private adventures are set to go on sale on October 27th. All right. Nice. Um, and then Disney Cruise Line, who uh, there hasn't been too much news with them lately. But while they're sitting around doing nothing, they thought they might modify their deck plans. Yes. So they did that. Um, they are modifying their deck plans by eliminating stateroom categories and modifying some other categories. And the reason they're doing this is to provide some consistency across the fleet. Uh, they do have the uh, Magic class and Dream class ships. Um, you know, the, the Dream and the Fantasy are larger than the Magic and the Wonder. Uh, and they do share some similar categories and mm -hmm. they try to make them size together. But just by the virtue of the fact that they're different ships, there's more room categories on the Dream and Fantasy than there are on the Magic and the Wonder. Right. I'll be interested to see what that new um, naming convention is mm -hmm. and how they line up. Because, yeah, it would be nice if a, you know, a nine, a category nine always meant that it was, you know, you got to split bathroom and it was an inside stateroom. Right. You know, I don't want to have to go back. I mean, I can understand that the dream and the fantasy might have additional categories, mm -hmm. but the ones that they they have should line up with each other. So, right. you know, you, there might not be an 11 on uh, the Magic and the Wonder, only on 
um, the dream and the fantasy. So maybe you skip that and then you go right to 12, that it's, you know, that they do line up. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be interested to see how they did that. Hopefully it makes things a little easier. Right. Uh, and then uh, our favorite update is our Toll Plaza update. How are things going with the Toll Plaza, Tony? The Toll Plaza is moving along nicely. Uh, they are now working on the arch that says Magic Kingdom across the middle of the plaza. They have completed the W, the E, and the L. Um, the section between the L and the C in Welcome uh, is painted gray. Uh, so they should be moving over a little bit right now uh, in the next two or three days. But um, it looks nice. I, it's f- funny now because the Toll Plaza itself is, I'd say, one-third royal blue and two-thirds uh, powder blue, baby blue. No, it's not. None of those. I don't know. Light blue. It's a light blue. It's not a royal blue. It's bright though. Yeah. But anyway, different blue. Yeah. So it, it kind of looks like, uh, you know, like a Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde kind <laughs> of uh, toll plaza. It does. But uh, it looks nice. So the interesting thing here, I think, is that we keep talking about the toll plaza update because, you know, it's like one of the things that's happening. We're following along. And it's interesting that a year ago, there's no way we'd be talking about the toll plaza update because no. there was so much going on. You know, it was and all the 50th anniversary and yeah, the Star Cruiser right, and Tatooine. <laughs> right. How are things coming along with the whole Epcot area? What did they knock down? What are they putting up? What's the, the preview center look like? What's going on with the new show that they're putting into Epcot? You know, all these things that were happening. And now everything has pretty much come to a halt and we're just talking about toll plazas. It's like, oh my God, they brought brown M&Ms <laughs> to the M&M store in Disney Springs. Yeah, this is the kind of news you're getting now. All right. Um... So uh, now you know that all uh, visits to the parks have to be booked ahead of time. You have to have your reservation. And so as you can imagine, Christmas Day is booking up quickly. Yes, Christmas Day in the Magic Kingdom is now fully booked for both theme park guests and Disney resort guests. Okay. Theme park ticket guests and Disney resort guests. All right. Uh, That... Does not uh, mean that annual pass holders have booked yet. They probably did. I'm sure they did. But I think it's less news if annual pass holders book. Oh, it says uh, there's still availability for annual pass really? holders at this time. Yeah. That's kind of amazing because usually um, they're the first ones to go. Right. But maybe locals would rather be home on Christmas. Possibly. Hmm. So the Park Pass reservation system uh, was recently extended when they um, released the second half of 20, well, the last three months of 2021, they released Disney packages. Mm-hmm. Um, so they extended the Park Pass reservation system through January of 2022. Um, so now, you know, we see which days are booking up. And then in addition to the Magic Kingdom booking up on Christmas Day, Hollywood Studios is now fully booked for ticket holders and resort guests on New Year's Day. Okay. So, yeah, if you're hoping to go over the holidays... You better have your um, your park reservations made because they are, you know, booking up quickly. The other, you know, the other three parks on both of these days are still open, but I don't think they will be for long. Right. Okay. So speaking of the holidays, the Disney Parks Christmas merchandise has started hitting shelves. Yes. This is not a merchandise-centered show. No, it's not. So we will just mention that holiday merchandise has started hitting the shelves at uh, Disney Springs. Um, you know, milk and cookies for Santa plate and jug for $29, ornaments, advent calendars, uh, chocolates and candy bars. And some of that stuff is out year round. Like the ornaments you can get year round. Right. 
Um, but stuff like, you know, the, the themed candies and the like Christmas plates and stuff. And I'm um, sorry, they don't call it an advent calendar. No, what do they call they it? They call it the countdown, countdown to Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that stuff has started hitting. All right. Um, and then, mm-hmm. oh, some more fabulous news. Um, laid off Disney cast members are going to be losing their free tuition perk that they were getting through the Aspire program. Yeah. So Disney Aspire was established in 2018 as a program that would pay tuition and books for hourly employees. Uh, Disney was going to invest $150 million in five years to fully fund workers' educations. Um, however, those cast members who have been laid off uh, will lose their Disney Aspire benefits. Um, they can... Uh, complete their semester, mm-hmm. they will have the option to uh, transfer uh, to a different school if they would like. Um, but uh, cast members who are learning a trade, learning English, or getting GEDs will actually be allowed to finish their program no matter what point the, of the program they are in. Oh, that's good. So that is good. Um, so it's, it's kind of a sad story, but at yeah. least they're still following through with, uh, with some of the folks. There. Yeah. Yep. All right, um, and then in Disney Plus news, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers live action is coming out. Yep, there's going to be a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers live action film debuting on Disney Plus. Uh, there is no date yet, but um, you know, if you want to get a, a, a look at Rescue Rangers, the entire run of the show is available now on Disney Plus. And uh, they're working, working on the movie. What does a live action Chip and Dale look like? Uh, it's probably going to look like live action Lion King. Probably, which isn't really live action. It's just really good CGI. Right. All right. And then um, a new Mandalorian trailer has been released. New Mandalorian trailer is released and it is on our page. I'll have to watch it's it. It's just a minute long, but, uh, you know, full of adventure. And, and of course, walking. Lasers, walking. There's a walking scene. Fixing his <laughs> ship. Fabulous. Um, and then, let's see, uh, Christmas decorations have arrived at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Yep. Uh, Universal Studios Florida is fully decked out for Halloween, uh, as we've mentioned. Um, but they've actually, they've got Garland up. You you would think it was mid-November uh, by the look of, of some of the park areas in uh, Islands of Adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, Garland, ornaments, uh, bows everywhere. So Universal so, Studios has the Halloween stuff, and then so Islands of Adventure has the Christmas stuff. Is decked stuff. out for Christmas, okay. correct. They've got wreaths up already, which in my book's a little early. They are a little early, but because they're splitting the two parks like that, right. I guess it kind of makes sense. And I think people, I think this is a year people are really going to be into yes. Christmas. Yeah, people are ready for, for some And people are really going really to be into New Year's. Oh, the new year. But see, because I just think people want 2020. But it's not, that's that's what's so sad. People are wishing away 2020, but 2021 is not going to be any better, people. It's going to be the same crap. So, anyway. Um, And then lastly, Florida's first snow park is set to open. What is a snow park? This was an interesting story. Snowcat Ridge, which is in Dade City, Florida, is going to be the first snow park in Florida. Uh, it is on the same property as Treehopper's Aerial Adventure Park and Screamageddon. Um, and it was flat land. But what they did was they built a 60-foot hill with a 400-foot-long snow tube run. Uh, you'll be able to ride single tandem or family-sized tubes down snow-covered uh, slopes. They're going to have an Arctic igloo that is inside of a dome, which is going to be a smaller hill for children and toddlers, as well as a big snow play area where they can even build snowmen. 
Uh, the snow is going to be made out of water, but it is completely real. So, you know, they'll be using essentially what they use in ski resorts, uh, ski resorts. up north. Yeah. Um, it is the only snow outdoor snow park in the state. Uh, it is going to be seasonal. Um, and the exact dates of operation will depend upon weather and temperature. It is expected to open November 20th, and they hope to have it up and running until spring break. So November to March. Um, tickets for uh, the park will be twenty four ninety five. Hmm. I think it's interesting because, you know, kids, you know. Kids down there haven't seen even snow. here, Even here in Connecticut, it gets hot enough that I get to go to the beach. I know what it's like to build a sandcastle. Right. You know, but kids in Florida, it, well, parts of Florida, it does flurry. You know, yeah, there is but frost, you, there's never, like, you can't you, ever build a snowman. Right, you can never build a snowman or, or make a snowball. Or go on a sleigh, you know, go down a, a hill on a sled. Right, so I think that's a pretty cool option for them. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. All right. We have any everything anything else to say? I think that's it. All right. So until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>